to a Path to Redemption in the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Once again, I hope that you've had a great week. I hope that you've had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also in His Scripture. Again, I know I say it every week, but I just want to make sure that you, you keep hearing it because I truly believe that the Lord is coming back for His church. I truly believe that it's time that it's, as my pastor said before, that we are taking our, our rapture clothes to the dry cleaners, that we're getting them pressed, we're getting all the wrinkles out, all the spots, all the blemishes is out and that we're going to be ready to go um, up into that skies and meet him in the air as Paul talked about in 2 Thessalonians. So um, look, it's about being ready. It's about being prepared. It's about doing the work and being about his business, right? And really focusing on what his business is. Whatever your calling is, whatever he's asked you to do, please make sure you're doing it right now because you want to be, when he comes back, you want he wants to find you working. That's ultimately what he wants and and being about his kingdom, right? Because it's so important. I mean, as you look at the world and things that are happening and particularly the the current events that are happening uh, it's just amazing it's, it's just absolutely amazing joe biden signed an executive order to uh, speed up the central bank digital currency for the united states and and you start thinking about how that could play into the one world currency that we're we're going to see at some point in the beast system that's already kind of rising up here um, it's just amazing it's just absolutely amazing to say that we're at this time where we were we were born and we're alive at this time for such a time as this. I truly believe that we could have been born before Christ and never had an opportunity. If you're not Jewish to know the the father and to know who God was, or you could have been born in a different century and then not even truly still understood um, exactly who God was and, or could have died for him then or whatever it may be. But it was because of this time that we were born and this time that we're on this earth for a purpose. And it's about, making sure that we are doing that purpose, that we are focused on it, and that we are ultimately focused on him because it all roots in Jesus Christ and in God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So with that, um, we've been going through our discussion in Exodus. We're going to continue on and we're going to look at at Jethro's advice to Moses here um, in Exodus 18. And and basically, there. There's some debate amongst my circles and amongst people that I talk to about whether or not this was a good thing or whether it was a bad thing. But I I do believe that it does give a picture of the church and what was supposed to happen. But it also gives a warning, too. So I think it gives gives kind of both sides of that. Um, But we're going to talk about how Moses spread authority amongst the children of Israel. While there is some debate, again, about whether the goodness or the badness of this, I do believe it is a picture of the delegated authority that the church is given. Now, remember, the children of Israel were under a a type of grace at this point. The law had not come. So, but before we get started, again, all of our scripture comes from the New King James Version of the Bible. If you'd like a copy of a New King James Bible, feel free to drop me a note at pathsredemptionohio at gmail.com. More than happy to get one into your hands. Also, my book's out, Grace Abounds. If you'd like to have a copy of that, feel free to drop me a note, pathsredemptionohio at gmail.com. And then also, once again, don't take my word for it. Make sure you're studying to show yourself approved. Make sure you're doing the work and putting in the work that God has for you. Amen. So. Let's go ahead and let's get started. Exodus 18, 13 through 16 says, And so it was on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So when Moses' father-in-law saw that all that he did for the people, he said, What is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a difficulty, they come to me. And I judge between one and the other, and I make known the statutes of God. 
God and his laws. So here the children of Israel come to Moses all day while he sits and judges the matters that are set before him. But look at the reasons why he does this. The, the first one is that the people come to inquire of the Lord. This is a good thing. We People need to go to the Lord. They need to go find out what the Lord wants for them, what the Lord has for them. That's why I constantly say, make sure you're doing the work yourself. Make sure you're studying to show yourself approved unto God and workmen worthy of his hire, doing the work that you need to be doing to make sure that you're in where God wants you to be, right? It's a good thing to inquire of the Lord. But the other thing is that the people recognize the authority that had been given to Moses by God and how he had set him over as the head over Israel. They knew if they wanted to get an answer from the Lord, they needed to go to Moses. Now, why was that? Again, different time. It's a form of grace. Moses is judging Israel at this time. But for us, though, you know, yeah, sure, we can go to someone who we know and who we trust, but we should use them to confirm the words that the Lord is dealing with us. We should be able to go to the Lord ourselves, as as the book says in Hebrews uh, chapter 4, I believe, where it says that we can now go boldly upon the throne of grace to obtain mercy, to find grace, to help in the time of need. We can do that through Jesus Christ, through the salvation, right? So we need to make sure that we are inquiring of the Lord ourselves and doing the homework that we need to do. But the children of Israel at this time did not have that relationship. They didn't know. They didn't have a personal relationship. They couldn't have one because they were still in iniquity and eventually would be under the law. Now, the second thing here is that is that Moses says, I make known the statutes of God and his laws. And let's not forget that, again, Israel had just come out of Egypt. They had no idea what it meant to walk before God. It's just like a new, new Christian. They really don't know what it means to walk before God. That's why they kind of walk around and they, they stumble and they're going to make mistakes, right? It's important for mature Christians to be there to lift them up and to, and to do the things that we have been asked to do around that. Um, but they had no idea. I mean, they were just there. They, they had the manna and the water. They went through the battle with the Amalekites. They had some experience. But we to have an understanding of the ways of God, you have to walk with God. You have to have a relationship with him. These two things alone are incredibly important. We should always inquire the Lord and constantly be learning about who he is and how he wants us to walk in this world. In any delegation of authority, this has to form the foundation for those in positions of authority. Right? There has to be some experience there. And, and it's the next part here where, where folks in my circles and the people I talk to differ. And it's in Exodus 18, 17 through 20, where it says, So Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who you are with will surely wear yourselves out. For this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen to my voice. I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties to God. And you shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. The advice sounds good in a way, but I want to point out some other issues here. Um, The first one is that Jethro was not Jewish. I mean, he was a descendant of Ishmael. The road they took was much different than the road that the that the children of Israel had to walk. So we have to understand here that this is outside counsel, right? This is outside counsel coming in to the Jewish people who, when Moses really had a specific walk and a specific relationship with God. And he told Moses to teach all the people. And while, again, this sounds good, and trust me, we need to have good teaching, we need to have good preaching, 
preaching, none of us listening to it ever gets the fullness of a preached message or a teaching when it is being taught. The best teacher is experience and discipleship. Unfortunately, the children of Israel did not have that. They asked they had discipleship through Moses, but they didn't have the experience. They had just come out of Egypt. There was no way that they had the experience needed to be able to judge amongst themselves. And unfortunately, they just weren't prepared for it. The foundation to inquire of the law and to, of the Lord and to know his laws and his statutes just weren't there. Who are they going to teach when they don't know God face to face the way that Moses does? At this point, everyone in Israel was a new believer, relatively speaking. They were children learning how to walk, re- relying only on Moses, and because he had the relationship, and I guess maybe Aaron, to an extent, based on what they had seen and been through in Egypt and before Egypt. So Jethro continues in Exodus 18.21-23, Moreover, you shall select from all the people the able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them that the rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens, and let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all this people will also go to their place in peace. Again, once again, Jethro is suggesting putting other people in leadership that do not fully understand the Lord. There is experience needed. A young pastor or leader in the church needs the seasoning of experience. This is why positions such as associate pastor, etc. Were, cre- were created. They need to learn the ropes. They need to learn how to lead from the elders that have the experience. There's one minister I know that, that referred to young ministers as pigeons because they make a mess of everything. And while I don't agree with that at all, because they need to learn to make their mistakes and they need to learn from them just as anyone else does, um, this is really how the children of Israel would be because ultimately, again, they don't have the experience. It's like putting having an entire an entire pastoral staff that is all brand new people. They don't have the study. They don't have the experience in there. But Moses heeds this advice and ultimately does what Jethro wanted. But while it's it's a it's a good thing to delegate authority because we have delegated authority as the church through Jesus Christ, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. There's also a warning here too, but Ephesians four seven through sixteen says this about that delegated authority. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended. What does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, but that by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. You see, 
grace and gifts have to be given to those in authority. Why is that? Paul lays that out. First one, for the work of the ministry. This is the service of everyone that is placed under their authority. To do the work, to do the calling, and we've talked about this before, you got to have the calling, the anointing, and the gifting for that. The second reason is to equip the saints. This is to teach the saints the things of God, to show them how to walk, to do the foundational work that is set before them. The third thing here is for the edifying of the body of Christ. This is the church. Authority is delegated to build up the church church, to build them up and to push them forward despite all the trials, despite all the tribulations. This is the delegated authority of Christ to the leadership. It's given because Christ was the first apostle. He's the one that started the new church, right? And ultimately, he was the prophet. He prophesied, right? The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. He was the first evangelist, calling people to follow him. And he was the shepherd. He was definitely the pastor, and he was definitely the teacher, for sure. So the fivefold ministry are all aspects of the ministry of Jesus Christ. But it is given when the Spirit of the Lord and the grace is necessary for that leadership. See, without those, then those in position are worth nothing to the body. They are outside of their calling. See, and think about churches that have had pastors that were not called that ultimately fail and it's run into the ground. And we have to be okay with not being called to be a pastor. I'll be the first one to admit, I am not called to be a pastor. I have pastored before in order to bridge churches from point A to point B, but to be a long-term pastor, that is not my calling. That's not what I'm. That's not what, what the expectation of me is from God. I have other things that I'm called to do. I'm called to teach. I'm called to do some other things as well. But at the end of the day, I cannot step into a role that does not fit my calling or my gifting or the anointing that God has placed on me. I have to I have to wait until God makes something else available for me or do things like this where I'm teaching and abiding in the calling that he's given me and being as faithful as I can in it. So nevertheless, the, dele- the dele- delegation of authority is a key part in the church. We are members fit jointly together. We need the foot, the hand, and the eye. So understanding that, we will see delegation of authority later in Israel, particularly in the book of Numbers 11, 16 through 17. So the Lord said to Moses, gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you and you will put the same upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. You see the difference between between this time and the time in Exodus listening to Jethro was that the Lord took of the spirit of Moses and gave it to the 70 elders. The spirit was given to them that they may judge alongside Moses. The difference was the spirit of the Lord. The ones in Jethro's time, there's no mention of that. There's no mention of the spirit or the wisdom or being the ability to teach or the ability to judge or to know the statutes and the laws of God. That wasn't there. But here, God takes from Moses the spirit and imparts it upon these 70 that they may judge and rule and do the same thing that Moses would do. And this is the exact same picture of 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 the delegation of authority by Jesus Christ to the church. We have the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of Jesus Christ, that falls upon us, that gives us the guidance we need in order to operate in the office that we have. This is the the whole purpose of the church, really. And so particularly the leadership of the church, that we may bring the folks to equip them, to edify them, and bring them up into the measure and the stature of Jesus Christ. So understanding that then, Jethro, this is why it's in, in circles, that I go in, some people say, yeah, you know, it's fine that he did this. He needed a break. 
which is true. But there are others, and I fall on this camp, this side of the camp, because it, it's important to know that if you are trying to step into a place of authority without the Spirit, you will fail. You will not be successful. You will not. It will be a flesh work that will ultimately be burned up to where you know no one else will want to. God, when the beam of seed comes, it's going to burn up, and you're not going to get any credit for it, right? That's what a flesh work does when you want that authority outside the spirit. You have to abide in the calling that God has given you. And in doing so, then you can be successful. Then the Lord will begin to prosper you there as long as you're faithful over the things that he gives you and you do the things that that he has asked you to do. So this is where I land on it. I don't think it was a good thing because the spirit wasn't imparted on them in order to be to judge appropriately and in order to be taught and they did not have the experience. But regardless of all of that, it's a picture of the delegation of the authority by Christ to the church for the reasons we've discussed. And the warning here is that the authority that's delegated has to be done by the Spirit. If you are not called and chosen to be in the role that you're in, then you probably shouldn't be in that role. You might be successful for a small amount of time. Talent will get you so far. But at the end of the day, if it's not called by God, something's going to happen that's going to derail it, right? Where if it is God's will, he will make sure that he sees it through and sees it happen. We have got to make sure we have leaders that that follow the spirit of the Lord to where the spirit of the Lord dwells on them. And then we can, or if not, we will lead the people the wrong way and we will lead the people into apostasy. See, Jesus himself said in Luke 6, 39 through 42, and he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. You see, this is the example here that Moses had. The ones that he delegated authority to were not perfectly trained. They did not have the spirit of Moses. They did not have the experience that Moses had. But the ones in the book of Numbers were imparted the spirit of Moses. They were they were imparted that same spirit that dwelt upon him. They were perfectly trained. They will be like Moses going in. They won't be as Moses, but they will be like him, right? He who is perfectly trained. So then Jesus goes on, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how do you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eyes. He's talking about the responsibilities of that delegated authority. Why is that important? Because if the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, then we will make sure that we stay humble before him. We will make sure that we have a relationship relationship with him. We will make sure that before we we say anything, before we give word of the Lord, whatever it may be that the Lord has called us to do, that it will be by him and through him and, and for him, because ultimately we don't want to step into those areas ourselves and do it ourselves, right? We will not say to our brother, look, you got a speck in your own eye when we got our own issues that are happening here, but God will use us in the way that we need to. But that's only if we're called and only if we're supposed to be in that particular office. If we're not, then we need to get out and you need to vacate. And I understand that might be a difficult saving saying for some, but I mean it. Because at the end of the day, you're not doing anyone any good. You're not helping your congregation. You're not helping yourself. And you're certainly not doing what the will of God is. Unfortunately, there are many people who are pastors that ultimately do this because they want the recognition, they want the fame, they want to make something out of themselves, you know, or whatever it may be that aren't truly there for the people 
one aren't called for it. But you got to make sure that when you when you're in that role, that it's your calling, and that it's what God wants you to do. Now, look, God can use anyone He wants doing whatever He wants, right? He's used me for a season to be a pastor, but I'm telling you right now, that's not my calling. That's not my purpose. And it was for a season. It was to help a congregation um, here and to and to to learn how what it is to minister and what it is to be in the church. So that was the other piece there. So yeah, there'll be plenty of times where the Lord will ask you to step out, maybe if you're calling for a small period of time, but after that, you're going to go right back into it. Why? Because he may want to teach you a different lesson than what you, than what you you can learn somewhere else. So we have that responsibility when, when we are delegated that authority, we have to make sure we lead according to his spirit, right? And according to the things that he wants. Again, the children of Israel, it's a picture of the church. It's a picture of the delegated authority of Jesus Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords over our lives, over everything that we are. It's a picture of that, a picture of the the fivefold ministry here, but we have got to make sure that we are being led by the spirit and we've got to make sure that we are called to those offices. Because again, you don't want to be like the children of Israel here because ultimately, you know, clearly if, if it worked the first time, God wouldn't have had to impart the spirit of Moses onto the, to the 70 elders. Right. So it clearly didn't. So look, there are going to be plenty of people that are going to give you advice outside the spirit of the Lord. There are going to be plenty of people that are going to give you advice like Jethro. There might be family members. There might be people that are close to you, but ultimately we have got to seek the Lord and do what he wants us to do. Right. And make sure that we are following him the way that we are supposed to. Amen. Look, I, I hope that you're getting something out of the study again, because it is a picture of the church. It's a picture of the walk in the church. And and I cannot stress enough the importance of this delegated authority, because we walk as ministers in the authority of Jesus Christ. And when you walk in the authority of Jesus Christ, you don't want to make Christ look poorly. you got to make sure that you are presenting him the correct way, the same way that Moses had to make sure he was when um, uh, at the waters of strife, when he didn't, and he struck the rock twice, when in all actuality, God wanted to to honor himself before the children of Israel and wanted to talk to them. Regardless of all of that, it cost Moses the promised land. And I'm not saying it's going to cost us the promised land, but I will say that there's some scary scripture where Jesus says, you know, about the parable, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I heal the sick in your name? Did I not cast all devils in your name? And he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. The responsibilities of delegated authority from the Lord are significant. To whom much is given, much is required. You want to be in leadership? Great. Make sure you're willing to pay the price. Make sure you count the cost. Make sure you understand how important it is that you are responsible for everything that you say and do. Amen. Don't take it lightly because the people that take it lightly never do it right. But the people that take it seriously with the reverence that it needs and the, and the, the way that they, that they go about it in prayer and asking the Lord for guidance, those are the people that you want to follow because those are the ones that you can trust that will lead you according to what the Spirit of the Lord wants. Amen. So look, until next week, again, just make sure you're staying as close to the Lord as you possibly can. Cannot stress that enough. But until next week, just remember the simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless. 